It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Hey, hello. The Go Birds podcast presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. And look, I know it wasn't pretty. I know it was heart palpitating at times. And I know that there's going to be a lot of complaints. And I'm sure at times throughout this podcast, it's going to sound like we're complaining. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about, Jonathan Gannon, at some point, Elliot. But mm. here's like off the top. Here's what I'm going to say. And we're going to dive into all of it. We'll talk about Hurts. We'll talk about you know, the coaching, the defense, all that stuff. But my, like, headline out of this, just seeing the kind of mixed reaction of the game on Twitter and, and on social media and out there is like, you know what, dude? This team is 5-0. and out, And they hadn't won a game in Arizona since 2001. And weird stuff happens in the season. The Giants just went to, to London and beat the Packers. You know, stuff happens. You're not going to, they're not going undefeated. Sorry. Uh, you know, I guess you never know, but they're not going undefeated. Let's be honest. And they're probably going to lose multiple games. Maybe not many, but multiple mm. games. And, you know, good teams find ways to win tough games. Like, you know, if you, you know, I did the, the show with Jack Fritz on Saturday and his whole thing was like trap game. They're going to lose. And it was a trap game, it turned out. And they did play kind of like it, even after getting out to a fast start. But they won the freaking game, Elliot, and they're the only 5-0 and team in the NFL. Um, so we'll get into it all, but but I, I'm coming out of this happy, man. How you doing, buddy? Well, first I should say, I'm just happy you still have a voice after all these high-hope oh victory pods you've been dude, recording. I am you know, like, all the yo's, uh, all the late nights. So from, from a friend to friend, I'm just, yes, I'm just happy. And look, you have more high-hope pods coming this week, which is very exciting. So overall... We should say, great great weekend for Philly sports fans. I right? would say, like that, Elliot, to the, the point you were making on the last pod where you're like, this is the best time in, in 10 years or whatever, like, 
certainly the best Philly sports weekend we've had in a long, long time. Like that yeah. was freaking awesome. And and I do think what you're saying on a ready drink macro scale yes. is correct. Like they drove, they flew, they didn't drive. Needless to say, they <laughs> flew across country. They beat a Cardinals team that needed the win that was at home, right? Like. So I think you, these are the type of wins that you get when come December when we're recording this pod and it's like, all right, so they need one more win to clinch the number one seed. Like these are the wins you remember, right? And these are the ones that really matter. I mean, this point last year, you know, they were what, two and four? I guess it wouldn't make sense. Like they, you know, obviously they got off to a bad start last year. You look at these last two weeks, including this game, they were down 14 nothing to the Jaguars in pouring rain and they played an ugly game on the road against Arizona and they won both games. So like, these are wins they don't get last year, and there are wins that are going to help them end up playing a playoff game in Philadelphia come January, right? But where I do differ from you is I just don't feel good about this team coming out of the game. That, that Not on like a large scale, not on like a, you know, they're not as good as everyone thought they were, but ultimately I just wasn't that impressed with the offense. The defense... It sounds like you have Gannon issues. We're going to disagree on that because I thought the well, main issue was tackling. Issues too. Once it, I've, I've, yeah. I have issues with both. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So, like, I, look, they tackled poorly, right, which I think is concerning. I talked about this on one of the earlier pods uh, this week. Like, the third down offense is not performing well, and it was an issue yet again today. The first two weeks, they are like, 56%. Since then, they're around 36%. Like, I, I just – I think that with each win, like the Vikings win, you could come out and be like, man, what a game from Jalen. They didn't score in the second half, but like whatever, they're 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 2-0 and now, right? Like the uh, the Washington win was a, was a pretty dominant performance, but like the Jaguars win, they're down 14 nothing, but it's like, all right, well, they still won. This is kind of the game where I come out of it and go, all right, like, yes, it's, it's an awesome win just because they won and that's what winning teams do, but I can't like keep ignoring the fact that the team is not playing as well as they were like the first few weeks. Like I just, I don't see it. I don't see them playing as well. And I think today showed some of those issues. Like again, the third down offense, the missed tackling, what they, how many points they have in the second half today? Six and no touchdowns, right? Like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not throwing up like a huge red flag. I'm not saying any of that, but five and those five and oh, and that's incredibly impressive. But this was not a game where I come out went going like, oh, man, this, this team is, like, unbelievable. Like, I, I saw flaws today. Yeah, but of course. Like, the point is, like, these games happen. That You know, and look, you can even draw the parallel to what we just saw with the Phillies again. Like, the Phillies had so many ebbs and flows this season and times where people were out on them. And, you know, these, these big swings and obviously even one at the very end of the season. But... They're a good team, and they got an opportunity yeah. to get into some games, and and it mattered, and and won some games, and even with like the Eagles, the great Eagles teams we've seen, like yes, that that 2017 team went on a run, but it wasn't at the beginning of the season, like right away. Like this team's been, you know, better in terms of winning games right away than that team was. Like they weren't five and zero. But, mm-hmm. you know, that like they won that that Giants game ugly, you know, that Alshon play where he gets out of bounds and it's like felt like the clock should have ran out and it didn't. And then Jake hits the kick and, you know, like the, the Chargers game, that was a close game until they had that big drive to seal it late, like all that stuff. You know, I, I this team shouldn't be 
a full a finished product. I don't think any team is in the NFL. I mean, like Brady said mm-hmm. it this week when he was talking, it's like, what are you seeing around the NFL? He's like, a lot of bad football. And it's like, I think that's the truth. I think it's like, like I talk about, like there's a lot of preseason-y type of work it out, figure it out type of football early on. And I think of all those teams, the Eagles have been the best of those. And they're not going to be perfect every week. And they still have a lot to work on. And they are far from a lock to go to the Super Bowl or or win the Super Bowl or anything like that. But, you know, I, I think I, I understand. And again, I'm going to get into to complaints and all that. But I come out of today much more saying, hey, it's a marathon season. You know, not compared to baseball. Obviously, that's like a, a marathon marathon. But but in reality, right. we know that uh, there are so many ebbs and flows of football season. I, I love the phrasing Sirianni uses for it, like the waves of a football season where there are the ups and downs. And teams are going to have down spells and up spells and all that. And I think there are these type of games where, you know, they do have Dallas coming up next week in prime time. And, you know, Hertz was talking about that and how, you know, they got to beat Dallas and they remember that and all that stuff. And, and they're going to Arizona against the kind of ho-hum Cardinals team that, you know, isn't really scary and, and is like pretty bad when you watch the tape, I'm sure. And you, you have a, a real uh, chance to take lightly. You know, that's why it is a mm-hmm. it was a classic trap game just from a schedule perspective, like the classic trap game. It was. And again, we'll get into mistakes. We'll get into issues because you're right. It is not okay the tackling. Like there were real issues with effort and tackling there. And I think you know, maybe they were tired at times and all that. But that that's not okay. And there were struggles offensively and stuff. Though I, I do think Hurts played pretty well, and we'll get into that in a sec. But again, on the whole, while I have quibbles and issues, I think when you, you to your point, you look back the the down and up of the season. There are going to be games like this, and and the good teams win these type of games, and and bad teams don't. Yeah, so, I mean, I agree with everything you just said. (laughs) You know, like, I I do. Like, what you're saying is correct, like, 100%. But I also think if we're going to talk about the game, like, there were flaws today, right? And I just, I guess what I'm trying to get across is, ultimately, like, a clear-headed view of this game is it's a win, they're 5-0, and that's what matters. But it's just, I feel like the last few weeks when we've been recording the pod, either after the game or during the week, like we've joked about, like we'll go into these pods and be like, I don't know what the flaw is. You know, like they seem like unbeatable. And today they come out, they go right down the field. It looked incredibly easy. They go up seven, nothing. Then they get the interception. And it's like, I literally uh, asked the person I was sitting next to in the press box. I was sitting next to Bo Wolf. And I was like, do you think the Cardinals could pick five players off the Eagles, allow them not to play the game? And the Eagles would still win, and I thought the answer you was are yes. Hilarious with these, I love how your mind goes yeah. up with these absurd hypotheticals. It's so right. Funny. Like I'm saying, if the Cardinals were like, all right, Jalen, Kelsey, AJ, it. It right? Like good. you can't no, play it anymore. Happened a little bit with the offensive line. I mean, I know. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why maybe I feel differently than you do about this. Is I don't get the same sense coming out of this game of like this team can beat anybody, right? Like I think we 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 had agreed like the Bills and the Chiefs were two teams that were like ahead of the Eagles just because of what they'd accomplished and whatever. But outside of that, like we we're like the Eagles are playing as good as anybody else in the NFL, and in a way they still might be. Like they're the only undefeated team, so that's true. But I just I didn't get the sense of like this team is dominant, and that that's kind of. But on the flip side, and since this is a true post game pod we're recording on a sunday for the first time uh in a while like on the flip side is 
I, there was never a ton of times where I thought they were actually going to lose, which I think speaks to Same, you know what the they kind of earned. You know, like even though they weren't playing well, even though you know all those things, there was ne- like I was legitimately I would have been shocked had they actually lost. Right, like it's like watching a movie where you're like, oh, I get it, they're down in the third, but like we all know the star is going to make a play and win the game. Like you know, you 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 know what the outcome is going to be. I just I thought it was a really flawed performance, and I'm seeing the same kind of issues and. That's what has me concerned. Like in a month, are we going to be sitting here and going, "Oh, well, they cleaned the things up and they're ten and one"? Or are we going to be saying, "Like, man, the start was was great, but then they felt, you know, they, they Jacksonville they weren't great, and then you know Arizona they weren't great, and like did this where it kind of start start to kind of trail off?" Yeah, and look, I'm not saying ignore signs and all that type of stuff, and and the injury stuff is real. We saw it. I mean, today they were without Milata going in, they were without Maddox going in, Kelsey goes down and obviously comes back. I mean. What a freaking warrior that guy is. It is unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it really, everyone on Twitter was like, oh my God, his leg's going to fall off. And obviously it didn't. Dude, I thought he, you know. I, I don't, I don't know who said it, but I heard someone in the press box be like, is this the last time we'll see Kelsey? Uh, I do. I, th- I think everyone, <laughs> if, and I didn't think it was that bad. Uh, I, I didn't, but you I, like, I kind of did. I, well, like watching else, him on the ground. I think, and I think see- every Eagles fan thought that in the moment, you know, and, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, the crazy part about it. But, and, you know, that would be such a loss, obviously. I think Cam Jurgens is talented, but for everything Kelsey brings from the yeah, leadership, for sure. the, the calls, all that stuff. But, um, you know, and that stuff that it reminds you, like, look, things can go sideways because of injuries, because of whatever. You know, there are a lot of things that can derail a season. But, and again, I do think there were issues today. And I do think that, that you know, you could, they are not like a clear, oh, they're the best but I, you know, I do. To your point, I, I look around. I don't think there's anyone clearly better than them in the NFC. I think you can look around and Agreed. say the Niners' defense is is pretty scary. I think you can look and say Dallas's defense is pretty scary. You know, there there are parts and things of teams that I can look at, and you know, Brady is Brady, and you know, but they almost lost, blew it to the Falcons, or that that call they might have. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it just I feel like the Eagles are the most complete team right now in the NFC. I still think I agree. the Chiefs and Bills are better. But I get all your points. Let's dive into it. Do you want to start with the offense or the defense? I'll give you the choice. Um. Well, it sounds like you got some defense takes. If you want oh, to, I got takes on that. both, buddy. I, mean, I got takes on. Okay. Both. Well, we can we can start. I mean, we can start offense. I guess if you want. Um, right, let's start offense because I actually don't think the offense was that bad. I, I, wow, I, we're gonna disagree. Yeah. On this. Like, right. like I, I look. I don't think it was great, and I think um, you know there were obviously missed opportunities, and and Arizona is not a great defense but I think you know look again this was one of those games where good thing or not I do think the Eagles took the Cardinals a little lightly took the game a little lightly and potentially it was a trap game type of mentality but I think ultimately I thought Hurts you know actually played pretty well like considering I I thought the you know he got away with that one should have been interception was dropped but outside that smart with the football yet again I thought, you know, we saw some really special throws today. I mean, he's gotten so much better going. I mean, we saw so much of the mechanical improvement again today, and and you see it each week. You know, the throw to the left to Devontae early on that was just like going to his left. We've seen him make multiple plays to his left this season that have been, you know, super impressive to watch. Just his uncanny ability to know when a rush is coming, to know when he has to bail, like at the last second when he has to start running or to make a decision or to get rid of a ball, like, all these things, I just thought, you know, they were on display today, and it wasn't like a, a, a brilliant day or anything like that. But, 
you know, when he had to, he made the big plays. He had a good day rushing the football. The quarterback sneaks. Thank God they just call this, and it works. It's like Brady yeah. back in the day. It's it's like uh, unstoppable with his size and and the line at least. Um, and then you know, I think you know when he had to make some big plays, he, he didn't get him in the end zone at the end, and that's certainly a, a fair complaint. But you know that third down to Goddard was a massive, massive throw. Yes, um, a, a really important play, and he got him in position to at least get points there. Um, so you know, I, I, look, I don't think the offense is great, and I think you know the the AJ Brown basically disappearing after the first drive was really strange, and you know I, I, there were definitely question marks both coaching, and I don't think Hertz was perfect or anything. But I certainly don't think the offense was 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 horrible today. I did, despite the fact they obviously put up only twenty points, and that's not great. well. Yeah, so that's kind of where I come down on it. I'm like, this team had seventeen points. They got the last three, you know, in the last minute or whatever, right? Like, I don't know. I mean, I thought Hertz actually. It was an interesting game from him because the third and 12 play to Goddard. First of all, he audible to that play, which is incredibly impressive. It was a great play by Goddard, but like great play, great throw by Hertz. He stands in the pocket. There's pressure on him. I thought early on, and uh, let me not move past that. That was a huge play. Like he was, that was, you know, almost game winning type and how big it that was. was. A big, like that it was, was the biggest play of the game. Yeah. And, and that's that's where you want your franchise quarterback to be special, and he was special on that play. I thought early on he did have a lot of really nice plays. He had that third and 12 early in the game as well where he hit Devontae for 22 yards where he rolled out. It looks like nothing's there. He gets it to Devontae, first down. Two plays later, he rolls out again. He hits Devontae for another 20 yards. So there were some nice throws. Obviously, you talk about his running like – I mean, it's probably the best play this offense has. I talk so much about the bread and butter being Hurts to AJ, and that's true. But like, when they need to get the ball in the end zone from a few yards out, they're going to do it if they just give Hurts the ball. With that offensive line, with people pushing him, like it's almost an unstoppable play. So a lot of positives for Hurts. But the dropped interception, really bad throw. This would have been the second week in a row he had like an eye-openingly bad throw. I'm interested for your perspective on the throw at the end of the game into the end zone where the two um, Cardinals players got banged up. To me, to watching Quez, it. To Quez, you talking about? To Quez, yeah. yeah. So, so, so to me. Well, let's, and we this should is where, talk about that and the, the coaching decision because it seemed like the the p- thing people were most upset about was, was them throwing a pass and not having the Cardinals use the last time out. Um, right. So, so we should so, talk about both of that. Yeah, so, so on the play itself. Watching it live to me, it looked like he wanted to hit A.J. Brown. The ball got away from him, and then it went into what was essentially double coverage. Now, people well, – not double coverage, but there were two defenders in the area. Um, people on Twitter were saying that Quez dropped it. I didn't see that live, I mean, and I haven't seen it. That's what I thought. It, not that it was like a okay. tough – I thought it was a really tough catch because he got hit, but it was in his hand. At least that's what it looked okay. like to me. It looked like it was in his hands. So I thought that was – one of those throws where if he catches it, you're like, oh, my God, what a throw. And if he doesn't and it's intercepted or it pops up and it's picked off, you're like, why in the world are you throwing that there? Yeah. A.J. Brown AJ Brown was in front of Quez wide open. Again, I, don't, I couldn't tell if he was like trying to hit A.J. and it just floated on him. But that's a play where like that's a risky throw to me in that spot. Like you, you, a field goal gets you the lead. Like you're down there. Like I, I just – I thought it was a little bit of a reckless throw in, in the situation. Now, if Quez catches it, like I'm coming on here and saying that's an MVP throw. So I, I'm aware of like how much results kind of impact how, how the throw is viewed. But ultimately, I thought it was pretty risky. Um, and then like you look, and he's 18 of 32, I think it was. So not a 
great completion percentage. The offense really didn't do much in the second half. I know they ran it for nine minutes, which is obviously going to impact Hertz's, um, Hertz's, line, uh, so out, you know, yeah, yeah, bottom line. But so again, I think if I had to grade Hertz today, I would probably give him, I don't know, a B minus. Be like somewhere around there so i'm not like ripping him to shreds or anything i think most weeks like if you go back and listen to pods where the offense scored uh 20 points under carson like i thought those those were times where it was carson's fault i didn't feel jalen was the reason the offense struggled today but i do think after such a strong first three weeks where i would come on here and be like oh my god the the ball placement is insane every throw is on the number like it's been two weeks, and I know week one was in the rain versus Jacksonville, but it's now been two weeks where I didn't feel like Jalen was throwing the ball great, and his decision-making wasn't as great either. So I just didn't leave feeling like, oh, what an MVP performance out of Jalen. But he won, and you know he's a winning quarterback. So I think QB he deserves credit guy. for that. But yeah, no, hundred uh, 100%. I'm just saying I test watching no, Jalen. Look, it was, look, look, I get it. I get it. You don't have to explain yourself. I, it was not like his best performance, but – I do think, you know, other than that almost interception, which was bad, you know, he didn't... Really bad, for what it's worth. Like, he was lucky that was dropped. It was really bad. It was super bad. Like, not excusing it. It was a dumb decision. It was a bad throw. Like, everything. Um, But outside of that, like, he didn't make any other mistakes. Let's not also forget, I should have mentioned that at, at a certain point in the game, he was playing with an offensive line of... Jack Driscoll, left tackle, Sewell yep. Pettit, left guard, Cam Jurgens at center, Isaac Samog, right guard, and Lane at, at right tackle. So, like, you know, it, it was not like a classic, you know, you got your O-line, everything's fine type of day for him either. For sure, um, yep. And But but I get it. And, look, I think, you know, I, I'm not saying he was amazing. Today. I, would, I would probably be more like a B-plus than a B-minus, but, you know, I, I, I totally get it. I, I'm not saying he was unbelievable, but – I thought he did enough to win today, and and I thought mm-hmm. that, you know, it wasn't – when I look at the game and they didn't lose, but let's say they had lose. Let's say Kyler instead of being a moron and sliding. Oh, I know. And, and yeah. oh, my God. It's just like, if you know, I, I, one of the things that I have in my notes, and it's just obviously I mean, to say it, but, like, we would all take Jalen over Kyler. Like, it's not even a question. Um, well, let me ask you a quick question. But that question. was just so, such just, a moment for it. It was like that moment yeah. right there. It's like, oh, yeah, that's like a perfect example of why I would, you know? What were you going to say? What's your question? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so So Kyler, I thought Jalen probably outplayed Kyler today, like probably, because there were moments where I thought Kyler missed like wide open throws. There was one to Earth that was a brutal miss, um, obviously sliding. Yeah, the one at but the end of Earth was so bad. Yeah, but I think you could say in the first four weeks, like Jalen, like definitively play outplayed the other quarterback. Do you feel he outplayed Jay, uh, he outplayed oh, yeah. Kyler today? Oh yeah, well, especially okay. his running, his his touchdowns running, the the stuff he did. I, I think without a doubt, I, I, like I, I get your point. And then obviously when you factor in the game management and that last drive, getting them down, mm-hmm. getting the field goal. Which uh, speaking of which, let me let me talk about that too because um, I understand the concept of. Um, People who are saying just run the ball there, uh, make them use their last time out, kick the field goal, take the lead. But, like, the defense was not playing great. I did not have much doubt that they were going to get in a field goal range. So, like, I was fine trying to score a touchdown there. I probably would have had a play call where maybe it was a run first, pass second option for her. Something where maybe, you know, he it was a little more of an opportunity where he could end up taking it the five yards where something might open up. And if not, he could, you know, maybe have a quick throw to AJ or, or something like that, you know, a kind of slant or run type of situation. Something that wasn't, you know, come out and just fire it. But 
I didn't hate it. I, I look, I think it was a bit of a risky throw, probably too risky in that situation. That's probably a throw it out yes. of bounds situation yeah. or tuck it and run and see if you could just bulldoze your way in situation. But um, I didn't hate it as much as other people did. And I certainly didn't hate the decision to kind of go for it there instead of just, you know, running the ball and, and stopping the clock, you know, cause I didn't trust the defense to stop them from getting a field goal. So like, I, I, I don't want to just play for a field goal there. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. And what's interesting is Arizona actually had to use a timeout because people got hurt. So, so like they did end up actually having to burn that timeout after that throw, um, even though it was incomplete. But I, I would say that ultimately, like I've talked all off season about the fact that when you have to throw it, I want to see if they can throw it. It's a pass first league. You win by throwing the ball. Jalen Hurts has been an MVP candidate through the first four weeks. AJ Brown's been unbelievable. Like all your receivers have played well, you know, like, I'm okay with it. You know, like I said, I thought the throw itself, I didn't end up liking, but he had AJ Brown underneath. If you throw it to AJ, like, I think you're in a good spot. I agree with you about going for a touchdown there. Um, I had a little more confidence in the defense than you did, but ultimately, like, even if I was even thinking, so it was third and five, if they would have gotten fourth and one, I would have like debated going for it just because I think they would have gotten it. But I agree with like the go for a touchdown. I just didn't love the uh, the throw by Hertz on it, but I, I was okay with the idea of throwing it and with the play call overall. Yeah, and the biggest thing I want to know if I'm I'm asking questions about the offense after this game because because I do think there was some you know issues with the line and them you know couldn't really get the running. Game. I thought Miles played tough. You know, I I think there was yeah he runs hard this there. season. He's and he and he's done a nice job in tight spaces, kind of you know getting a six yard gain and something that should be a one yard gain like that kind of stuff. Um, I, I've been impressed with him. I, I don't, you know, really blame him. I thought game well, ran well, those couple plays he was in. I, th- I thought they mm-hmm. did, a, and obviously hurt. So um, I thought the offensive line did a really nice job run blocking, less so pass blocking. But, you know, there were a lot of guys in and out. I thought Goddard obviously had a great game with some big spots. Devontae. Devontae doesn't get enough credit for how explosive he is. And we used to talk about route He hit a bad drop, though. He did, and that was a big drop. But, you know, he really, yeah. you know, on the whole, had a good game. You know, the, the big question is, like, what the hell happened with AJ? I mean, he had three for 32 in the first drive, and then – and then literally disappeared. You know, he had a few more targets, but was not a factor. Again, that that play, to your point, had A.J. in front of him. Like, I would have run a slant play to A.J., you know, quick one. Yes. And, and he either catches or he doesn't, but I know that my dude's going to get his hands on it and, and, you know, have a real chance to just go in. It was a five-yard play. Like, I don't you – know, we've talked about that being unstoppable. Like, why isn't that the play there? I just don't know. And Arizona is not, like, a huge defense. Like, A.J. Brown had the size advantage. Like, I don't know. That would be my question offensively, you know, what happened, you know? So let me, let me throw the last question about the offense to you. And I don't actually want you to answer this now. I I want you to, to room, you know, let it, let it, uh, think about it for, yeah, ruminate, simmer on it, just Mm -hmm. simmer on it. Okay. And then this will be a mid, a midweek pod question for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. You ready? Mm -hmm. If we agree, this this is like a long-term tease. This is great. Yes. You like that? It's like, you know, in radio, you tease from segment to segment. This yeah. is teasing from like Sunday to Wednesday. Okay. So strong. So if we agree Jalen's an MVP candidate, if we agree they have some of the best offensive skill position players in the league, AJ Brown's one of the best receivers in the league. Goddard's one of the best tight ends. We're really in on Sirianni. Like, why do they not score more points? Well, I think, it, uh, oh, yeah, we'll talk about it. Okay. I'm going to hold yeah, it. Just think I about have, it. I have yeah, a just think about instinct, it. but you're right. I'm going to craft it better and stuff. Okay. Um, that's fun. Okay, uh, let's talk about the defense uh, because yes. you know we want to get this pot up and it is late on Sunday and all that. But um, well, so it's not late well, here for what it's worth. Oh, look, at, <laughs> look at you, big. I, I have Mr. so many time Mr. change. Mr. I've traveling yeah. all over the world, guy. I get it, dude. 
I have so many time uh, change takes for you. It's like out of control. It's basically wait. all I want to talk about, but we'll wait. talk about the game. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. That's next pod. Next pod, tune in for all yes. kinds. All ki- earmuffs. One, two, three. All kinds of weird shit. We got a lot of time. Oh, it's going to be so good. It's, it's going to be, be so good. It's great. Okay, yeah. so but back to the game, back to the defense. Look, I, I, I don't think anyone who watched that game can come away and say the Eagles tackled well. The Eagles showed great yes. effort on defense. I don't think there's any question. You could say maybe they were tired, this and that. Look, I think there were moments. I thought Fletcher Cox stood out at certain times as really having some really nice hustle plays and stuff like that. But, you know, Josh Sweat had a couple nice ones, and I thought, you know, the D-line as a whole had moments. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think I, I think it was a really bad showing from the end. Again, they only allowed 17 points, which is which is funny when you think about it to, to the point of, you know, mm-hmm. judging on the, the bottom line thing. Um, but, you know, the, my problem with Gannon, and again, I will cop to these players deserve blame too, and, um, you know, some over others. But I, the thing with Gannon is, like, we just keep seeing some of these mistakes that don't change in the game as they're happening, like the off coverage and stuff. It just, I know, you know, we don't know exactly – you know, how that's coached and all that type of stuff. But I just feel like there are certain spots where, you know, they keep giving Marquise Brown five to seven yards and that's like, it's just not working. And then they don't really adjust to it or change it. And, you know, it got a little better at the end. And again, obviously if they tackle better, a lot of this might be different, but I, I just, you know, after, after the defense had played so well the last few weeks, and again, it wasn't a disastrous performance from them. Um, you know, and especially early, they played really well. But, um, you know, and guys still flashing, like Reddick with some really nice flash plays. Like, there's still guys you can get, you know, it's not a, a, again, it's not a total pan. But I just saw some of the things, again, that when we've complained about this defense, certainly in week one and certainly last season, that were the things that bothered us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's funny. It feels like we're talking about a defensive game from last year because – my point is going to be we'll only give up 17 points yep, and you're going to go stylistically so it didn't look that it's great so right it's like a classic yeah. one it's a classic one so i do think this one is slightly different though because i i get your point right but like i think that it's the 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 answer is if they tackle better it's fine right so like i get your point about the the maybe make adjustments and all those things but like so tj edwards who's been maybe their best defensive player all season besides hassan reddick just like misses misses the marquise brown tackle right chauncey gardner johnson i know he had an interception today but i will continue to maintain of all the free agents he's the one i i would put at the bottom of my list like i, I just feel don't like he's definitely he's... had the most like where were you on that one plays yeah i think Hundred percent. He's not a good tackler. I don't think Bradbury's a great tackler. He's physical, so I think like maybe he's better at it than Chauncey. But I don't think Chauncey Gardner's a good tackle. I thought Darius Slay took a really bad angle on the Marquise Brown touchdown, where there were two missed tackles before that. James Conner late runs for I think it was in the second quarter runs for fifteen yards, like missed tackles everywhere. They got really lucky on the one Marquise Brown one, where if uh, if he catches it, I think he probably scores like an eighty yard touchdown. I think it was. Must have been in the fourth quarter, but it was it was in the second half where I thought there was a breakdown there and it should have been another touchdown. Um, but like 17 points is still 17 points. And, you know, again, there were breakdowns, so I'm not saying this was like an outstanding performance. But I think the reason I leave the game feeling bad today is because of the offense and not the defense. I do think they'll end up being ta- a better tackling team. TJ Edwards is a good tackler, right? So I, I think that some of this was a bit fluky, but I think the main issue today was tackling 100%. 
Yeah. And again, I get that. You know, I think it's one of those funny games because, you know, we had been joking. We've talked about it where, you know, and, and, you know, we've joked about it. Like I've joked about the camera and stuff where it's like, you know, you know, what do you say about him right now? Like, how do you kind of like, how do you like say anything interesting other than like, are they the... Got a little ESPN right. Are they going? definitely going to win uh, the Super Bowl or yeah. not going to? Like, you know, yeah. or like only win it, it by exactly. a little? Like, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, I had uh, my I'm um, I'm on my phone and I I had ESPN go off the ESPN app and I was like, whoa, that was wild. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's basically like, are, are they like, are they like elite, super great, right. great, or just really good? You know, it's like yeah. that. Like, there's no. So this game was like, I do think uh, an interesting one because. I think it's a team that they're definitely better than from a talent perspective 100%, and all that. 100%. And, and I think, you you know, there were clear things that we were worried about prior to the season, before this and even the first week, that kind of showed their head a little bit on both sides of the ball. And I think you can make the argument on either side that I was more worried about this or I'm more, more worried about that. Um, but again, I, that's why I keep coming back to, you know, for me, especially again in such a long season, I mean, remember what we were saying Week five, week six, week seven of last season. I mean, Nick Sirianni was like, fire the guy. And now, <laughs> I mean, if nothing else, you could say that, you know, I think they're, the vast majority of people in Philadelphia are ecstatic that he's the head coach of the Eagles and he's done a great well, you know, job, you know? You know what I was thinking about? So I'm sure we're going to talk about the fans. But um, there was a clip from after the game where Sirianni's walking around and he's shaking everyone's hand. He's going like, you know, you were the difference today. You were the difference. And for some reason it made me remi- it reminded me of the last year when he left the game after a loss and someone threw flowers at him oh, after yeah, that whole like flower sure. analogy yeah. and just how much things have changed. Right. Yeah. Like that's, and yeah, that's my that point. My and stuff changes over the courses of seasons. Like, you know, like that's the way football is. And I do think that, you know, and again, like we said, you know, there are, uh, you know, unseen things that'll happen, injuries, this, that. But I, I think on the whole, like, you know, the I think it's just the reason we're like, oh, you know, feeling that way about this game is that we saw things that we were concerned about, but more so that they've just been so good. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah like, like, and they won. You know, they won. <laughs> I know. They're five well, and oh, you know, they, they. I think like. um, And again, and again, they haven't like. Weird stuff happens in football. They haven't won in Arizona in 21 years. Like, we, yeah. they, they lost to John Skelton. They, there's so many Arizona games where we're like, oh, my God, how did that happen? Like, and again, I, I, this is not to sound Pollyanna or like, you know, like Homery or whatever. Like, I'm not saying they were awesome today. I'm just saying I'm not going to kill them for a game where, you know, I thought they, they found a way to win, you know? Yeah. So a couple thoughts on that. One, I think it shows where they're at in their maturation process that we can talk about them like this after a win, you know, like this is probably totally the, you know, we're kind of in real one territory, but like, this is probably what, what it was like to cover the Patriots, all those, you know, where it's like, oh, they won today, but they like, weren't, you know, and they're not the Patriots. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying like, when you can talk about a team like this after a win, I think that's a good thing. But, um, what I would probably also maybe to kind of put a bow on this a little bit is like, I think that it matters how they play because we love to talk about it. We talk about this team obsessively. We do it for a living. We do it with fans. We do it for fun. We, you know, all so like it matters. But I also think it really doesn't matter. You know, like like all that matters is if you're collecting wins right now. That's it. And, and then it matters how you're playing going into the playoffs. Those are the two things well, that like matter. Like we just right? saw with the Phillies. Like the Phillies. Yeah. You know, went into St. Louis and beat the team that won the division as the last wild card team in two games, and it was over. And 
I'm watching the Mets about to lose to the Padres, and the Mets won like, you right. know what, like, here it is. It's over. The Mets just lost. Well, it's and think about hilarious. this. Like, that's what happens in sports. You just got to be the right team at the right, right time. Well, and the Phillies weren't even playing well going into the playoffs, right? So, like, it, I mean, I guess, you know, obviously the NOLA start in Houston was huge. But, like, it, you know, there was a week there where me, you, and Jack, and you and Jack more so, would talk and be like, they might not even make the playoffs, right? So, like, ultimately, all that matters for the Eagles is they get to the playoffs with as many as wins as possible and as healthy as possible. And then you just let the cards fall where they may. But but today, I think, was a positive step in that direction, ultimately, like, on a drink macro scale today was a positive they won they have another win they didn't uh you know there were no more severe injuries at least from today i know kelsey left briefly but like so today is a positive for the eagles but just ultimately because of who we are and everything you know of course we're gonna we're gonna really dissect it but yes you are right to what you've said eagles fans should should be happy about about the fact their team won and it's just another win on the way to what i still think is probably going to be a team that's at worst the number two seed in in the conference yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that you know, and, and look, again, so many things can happen and, and you know, we can't get ahead of ourselves too much. I think that's a good reminder from today too, is that you know, a lot of things can change. Look, there 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 are two other four and one teams in the NFCs and I don't think either are as good as the Eagles, obviously, but like, you know, weird things happen. The Giants are four and one, like the Cowboys are four and one. They're you know, dude. If the Eagles lose next week, they're in second place exactly, in the division. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So you know what I mean? Right. Like they, I think it was a good reminder. Like, let's not get too ahead of ourselves. It's a long season. It is, it is the beginning of October. Like the Super Bowl's in February. It's a long freaking time, and a lot's gonna happen yeah. now and then. But to your point. All the Eagles can do is put themselves in. Look, that's like exactly like 2017. They put themselves in a position where something catastrophic happened from an injury perspective. They had injuries to the team, but they were able to, and they were a, a roster that was positioned to handle it. And they were able to have time to put it together and have the, the cushion of having the one seed, of having that buy, of getting those home games to be able to get to the point where they were ready to win it all. And, like, you know, yeah. that's football. And, like, they, all the Eagles can do now, like, winning games they need to win is, like, you know, put yourself in a good position to be in the right position at the end of it all and, and you know, get every advantage you can. Uh, yeah, uh, 100%. I think that's the ultimate takeaway from this. Again, I'm in Arizona. There's tons, by the way, tons of real ones out here, tons of auto downloaders. Like everywhere I turn, I'm getting people are saying that. So you would really appreciate that being out here. But I love that, dude. But, but like also, it's funny where to your point between now and February, so much can happen, but it sometimes feels like it's a bit of a foregone conclusion. Like, you know, I'm talking to people, it's like, oh, we're going to be back in Arizona. Like, you know, da da da. And it's like so much could happen between then and now. Totally. But ultimately, today was a positive in, in making it back to Arizona. Yeah. All right. Um, last thing uh, from me, or a couple quick things. One, I still, I know you had a couple lucky puns that rolled the place. Sipa still sucks. They're better kickers. <laughs> like, I'll say it every week. Uh, we did learn today, Dicker the kicker over Amendola the kicker. I think that's a clear take yes. away from today. Now, his kick was harder, but yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking, obviously. But, you know, he did nah. make a 42-yarder dick, Dicker, and the other was a 43-yarder so that, you know, earlier in the game. Oh, really? Like, I thought that. Oh, yes, yes. Good point. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, I love the Nick Sirianni quote after the game, like, to your uh, – friendship wins uh same kind of bucket as that so to speak when Sirianni said mm-hmm. it. and I love you look I know people think he's hokey and I I'm just all in like you are on him uh, at least on this side of it, the connective stuff of it and and all that 
Um, and I'll, I mean, dude, uh, he changed into a Philly there's, shirt. There, like, I, yeah, saw I him love the Mike Schmidt. <laughs> two minutes. I saw him two minutes uh, before he was on the podium. And I will yeah. read uh, another tease. I'll give a tease next week. I'm going to read a Jason Kelsey quote, you know, obviously about Sir that I thought I sent to Elliot that I thought was uh, uh, awesome. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to read that next week, too. Um, right. I like it. Yeah. Uh, or on Wednesday. Um, but um, this quote that he had, I just I ate it up so much when he said uh, in the postgame restaurants, he said, this team is continuing to come together because they love each other. I was. I know it's saying, so good. I love yeah. you, dude. I love you, dude. Well, People will think you're hokey. People will think it's like whatever. I, I'm. I'm all in, pal. Keep doing what you're doing. So I can't remember if I said this on the pod yet. I don't think I did. But on Friday, Sirianni had a press conference. And he's talking. I don't even remember what the question was about. He's talking about something. And he brings up like, oh, and that's kind of how my son scored his first touchdown this week. And he goes, sorry, I just wanted to plug that my son scored a touchdown. <laughs> and and like it's a little thing. But I really think it speaks to the level of person the Eagles have in command of their football team. You know, that he would like think it means enough that he's going to take time and make something cool for his son. Like, I just think that's awesome of him. I also thought it was super awesome that in the team meeting, he showed video of uh, Dicker making big kicks in college. Like, I think that's pretty cool. You know, like, and he said it was kind of, he wanted to do it to remind the players, like, this guy's make big kicks and we can believe in him. Like, think about this. This guy is a new kicker on the practice squad. He's probably going to be here for maybe not even next week. Frankly, he could be a Cardinal this time yeah, next week. Totally, right? Like, right. <laughs> so like, but, but for him to take the time to do that, I, I just thought it was awesome. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I thought Sirianni, Sirianni after the game, I thought was like overly hype. You could see the adrenaline still like running through his body. Um, and I don't know if he did that intentionally. It's the first like because, close game they've had in a while. Probably. Yeah. Or maybe he wanted to give off the, you know, thing of, look, I know we didn't play well, but we won. And that's awesome. Like, I, I think he probably had a reasoning for why he did it, but he was, he was very excited post game. I love it. All right. Um, do you have any final thought? And again, we'll be back on Wednesday and, uh, obviously multiple pods this week as we lead up to freaking yeah. Dallas week, but, uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, I guess I'll go three quick and you don't have to respond. One would be another great day for the Eagles to have Stoutland as their offensive line coach. Like, yep. just plugging guys in there. Like, it wasn't perfect, but ultimately, at one point, the entire left side of their line was backups and they still look competent. So that's obviously a positive. Two, it was such a Kyler game because there's, there's like, good throws he made. There's great – he looks fast when he runs. Like, Jalen's a better runner than him, but Kyler looks faster when he runs. Um, but they're just never going to win anything with Kyler. They're just not. Like, the interception was really bad. Um, the sliding thing was really bad. It was interesting they had on the screen that it was first and 10, and I think that's why he spiked it. But but regardless. He has such um, bad the body language, too, and all that stuff. Yeah, he really does. Yeah. Um, and the third would be – I to – Piggyback off this, uh, this Aaron Sipos point. Like the special teams just aren't good. Like yeah, I, 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 I get that. Like you that know, fake punt I get, was bad too. The fake punt's bad, and I get that. Look, they're professionals. You know, like you know, people make plays, all those things. But ultimately, like, like they they've made zero plays this year, right? Like, so I just think. They have to be better. Britton Covey, he did get hit on the second punt that he dropped, but ultimately he still did muff two punts today. What's he up to, like four three or five or on the four, season yeah, now? At least four, yeah, three or four, I think. So with him, like, I don't know if there's a better option on the roster. We've talked about this, but it's certainly something I would be scouring other teams' practice squads for, like, you know, seeing if there's somebody you think could do it better. But, yeah, I mean, the special teams, and it's ironic to say on a day where they kick the game-winning field goal, but the special team is going to cost this team a game. It's just a matter of That's when. That's what I've been saying, and, uh, dude. Yeah, and in a, in a game like today when they only win by three points, like, 
it could have been huge. So, yeah, I, uh, the special team is not good. Totally. All right. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. My final thought, uh, and I mentioned before, literally, this has been one of the great Philly sports weekends of all time. Uh, certainly of, of, you know, in a long time for sure. Um, and it's crazy to think that next week could be even better. Like, who knows? We'll see how it yeah. plays out. But, like, Eagles-Dallas on Sunday night, you know, uh, potentially games three, four, and five of, of Phillies-Braves uh, if needed, you know, whatever's needed. Um, you know, two games at Citizens Bank Park, playoff baseball bag at Citizens Bank Park on Friday. You know, it really is um, – it's wild to think about. It was a great point by you, prophetic by you, Elliot. You know, when you were like, oh, we're in the best Thank time. You. It's like it, it's just happening. It's it's, uh, well, let me, it's all happening, buddy. Let me make one more super quick point because sure. I do think we should definitely say it. Like I, I teased it earlier, but like severe real shout out to everybody this week that was in Arizona. Like oh, once yeah, again, totally. the Eagles took the stadium TV, over. You could hear yeah. it on TV. It was crazy. I, I actually had to text Elliot because my buddy was like, can you ask Elliot how many Eagles fans are there? Because it sounds like it's like half the stadium on TV. Like it was nuts. Yeah. Dude, there were defense chants late in the game when the Cardinals had the ball. Wow. Like, so, and it feels almost corny because each week we say it, but it's just 100% true. Like, Washington was insane. This game was insane. Like, and they do it all the time. But a special shout out to everyone that's on the Fans of Philly trip that are real ones, that are auto downloaders. Like I said, so many people came up to me. James getting a lot of love out here, even oh though he's God, not so here. A lot of, lot of big James fans. Uh, um, but also, right it was super cool. So on Friday night, um, yeah, it was – or no, Saturday night when the Phillies close it out. Like, yeah. I don't really get to be a part of, like, those type of things often. Like, I was at the Super Bowl, but I'm in the press box. Like, when they clinch – like, you know, all the big wins, and the Phillies never have big wins until this year. Sure. So I'm always, like, not – I'm always not just, like, hanging with fans. And, man, like, it's just so dope being around fans when they're happy. Like, the the, the suspense of each pitch, the, you know, the excitement on the Bryce home run. Like, when they, they close it out. Like, and I don't get to experience that with Eagles games ever, but it was just super dope to be a part of it. I'm just, like, super happy for all the Philly fans out there. Phillies fans, Eagles fans, like, everything. Like, I'm very happy you guys are getting to enjoy this uh, a lot. And we do, too, but in, you know, the way fans get, too. Yeah, I love it, dude. I'm I'm right there with you. It was um it was a special special weekend. Yeah, and uh, and it was awesome to see the Eagles finish it off, even if it was ugly, and even if look they got lucky at the end with the missed kick, and obviously who knows what else could happen. Um, but yeah. you know they won in their five and zero, and the Phillies won two straight, and it was an awesome. Things weekend. could be worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and things couldn't be that much better. I mean, obviously they can get better, but but for us in Philadelphia, they don't get that much better. At least you know. In, Right. Our, I think that might be the pod, the pod title. Yeah, right? Things could be worse. <laughs> Things could be worse. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, we'll be back Wednesday. Obviously, pods throughout the week. And uh, lead you up, obviously, uh, to a uh, Saturday show. Also, I'll I'm to a massive, massive Eagles. Massive Eagles-Cowboys game. Not just that it's Dallas week, but like a incredibly important Eagles-Cowboys game. So we'll yes, dive into super, It's going to yeah. be awesome. Maybe Dak returns. Should he return? There's so much good stuff to talk about. We'll dive into it all. And obviously a lot of the nonsense coming up too. So Yes. For a five and O Eagles team. Go birds. He's William James. We'll talk to you guys soon.